0: This is the College Football Connection podcast with Marty Jenkins and Alvin Reed on 101 ESPN.
1: Welcome in, everybody. College Football Connection. Week three. I am your host, Marty Jenkins. And the other host, my man, Alvin
0: Reed. How you doing, buddy? All right, man. I'm doing better than the Texas Longhorns are.
1: Hey, you called that.
0: (laughs) I called that. I remember you saying...
1: (laughs) Who's Texas? Yeah, yeah. Who's Texas? And I, I said, like not Good only call.
0: I I just remember I said like hey not only are they gonna cover, they just might outright them, and halftime. I said man, you called that one right, Reed? Right. Yeah, I think you also called. If memory serves, you were you were
1: throwing around a little. Who's USC? I mean, yeah, who, right. and he gone. Yeah, I thought they kind of pulled the trigger on that a little fast. I didn't think that would happen, but. It happened, and then now everybody's talking about who's the next coach. The I
0: think game. they want to cultivate who the next coach is throughout this football season, yeah, and and into the off season, so they can sign them, be, you know, before recruiting window is completely closed. Yeah, I mean, Urban Meyer did not do a lot to put that fire out. He his comment was not. What you know, was
1: it? Did he say absolutely not, or, or there's no way or, I'm taking that? He
0: said like uh, at this time, absolutely not, or something like that. And oh. he, if you, there's a, if there's an at this time or or whatever, you know, it's kind of like,
1: I got a dude. I've been reading James Franklin.
0: No, that's that that was the first name that jumped in my head. I because I think Urban Meyer would at least try to honor two years of his contract, but yeah. And you never know how much these guys make in pros, but he might get paid more to coach USC than he is getting paid to, to, to coach Jacksonville. It's James Franklin, and then we got to then we got to wait and see.
1: Yeah, I mean it's still it it's it's you know despite their struggles, it's still one of the top tier jobs in the country. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It, it's, it's I mean Texas, Bama. Is, it's
0: up there with Bama. Yeah, Texas is too. If you're if you're gonna be a savior, if you're gonna turn it around, if you want to coach someplace ten plus years. Those, that's a program that you want to do it at.
1: Yeah. Arkansas was supposed to be one of the bottom teams in the SEC. Their over-under for wins was like three or four. I know. They just dismantled they them. They flattened them.
0: And Texas wasn't all that impressive their first go-around. So, yeah. Welcome, Steve Sarkissian.
1: <laughs> he gone. Yes. <laughs> um, or Clay Helton. He gone. So, mm-hmm. before we get into week three, which is a good week, you know, we talked about it. It was going to be a tough game for Mizzou. You right. Know, tough place to play. Kentucky gets the win. Um, and we still really, you know, Mizzou's going to play Semo. They'll win that game, but uh, I feel like Mizzou could have won that game. They should have won that game.
0: If you get a, if you get one more stop in the first half, and and obviously one more stop in the second half, you win by seven or fourteen points. It was like they got no stops. Yeah,
1: and my biggest swing in the miss of the year thus far. Even though I'm I'm ten to nine mm-hmm. overall, which is still probably close to even with the juice mm-hmm. for people, but. Oregon just went into Columbus and silenced that crowd. Well, I, I,
0: I, I know and you called that. Yeah, I, I, I thought that that spread was too large. That whole idea where they would pretty much dominate that game, mm-hmm. no, caught me, caught me off guard. Yeah, but I just thought that the, I thought the spread was too large.
1: Yeah. All right, so we move ahead. Week mm-hmm. three, we got some good games. um You sent me the list a few nights ago. Uh, we will start out a lot of 11 a.m. games, 2-0 and Sparty. We were talking before we, we came on air, you know, a lot of these teams haven't played anybody yet. You know, they played Youngstown State. They beat. They did beat Northwestern, but I, I'm not big on Northwestern. And uh, the Canes barely got by Appalachian State. Appalachian State is good. Um, but looking ahead to this game, um, preseason hype was was big for the Canes. They need to win this game. Smart, Sparty's decimated on the defensive line. Um you know their linebackers, though, with Holiday and Kavaris Crouch, they need to contain Derek, the King, and I'm not sure they do in this game. I think they can limit his rushing yards, but I think he'll take a good, he'll take advantage in the air. Um, and I do like Miami to cover the six and a half, and I think there's going to be um, a lot of points in this game. I think. That's going to be on Miami's end. I think they're going to light up Michigan State, and I'm going to say the Canes minus six and a half, and I'm going to say over fifty six and a half. I like Miami. Who you like? I I like Michigan
0: State to come in within the six point five, only because um, once again, Miami prove it to me. You got blown out, mm-hmm. then you had struggles with Appalachian State.
1: Yep. You did, like Sparty?
0: Did you see him save the cat during that game? The no. cat. The, the cat on the was field. on a ledge. Oh, yeah,
1: and then he it fell down fell and they, caught, and they him? caught him.
0: in the American flag. <laughs> so how does that even I, I, happen? How does that even happen? But I, I just thought, like, boy, there's a lot going on at a Miami game. I saw that. I think later. Miami wins. I don't think they cover the, the, the six and a half. Okay. And that might mean Sparty coming down the field, having to choose between make a, a, a fourth down and kicking a field goal to get within, you know, like six. Yeah. Not getting the onside kick. Miami wins six, maybe leads throughout the game. If Miami's defense actually can shut them down, then they do cover. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Sparty. I'm going to take Michigan State.
1: You got a feel on the over-under, or are you just going to pick with the Sparty? I would I would cut? go less
0: than the 56.
1: All right, so you like the under, too. Uh, That's a tough game to call, man. Mm-hmm. It it really is. So that'll be interesting. Big game for Miami. You know They need to move to 2-1, and one, and we'll see – We'll see what Sparty brings to the table this year. You know, they're going to try to slow the game down. It's maybe be a low-scoring affair. We shall see. Um, All right, so the Illini, one and two now. Uh, That win over Nebraska seems like it was. uh,
0: (laughs) A hundred years ago. A
1: hundred years ago. um, They're one and two. You know, they went to Virginia. They got beat. Um, The quarterback's back. Illini Illini quarterback, uh, senior Brandon Peters. Um, however, their running back, Mike Epstein, is hurt. He may not play. Um, thing that jumps out at me here, the Illini only 360 yards per game and offense. They can't stop the pass. Um, Tunga Viola, Maryland's quarterback, uh, to his brother, big weapon. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm not sure how big the crowd's going to be there. I think after that 1-0 and start, things were pretty hyped up. Now they're 1-2. and I think that Maryland goes in there. They're two and zero. Oh, they just won sixty two nothing over Howard. I think Maryland covers the seven and a half, and I don't see the Illini scoring a lot. And I'm going to go Maryland to cover and under sixty one. I actually think they blow out the Illini.
0: Okay, I'm 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 I'll follow you on that that under. I, I'm only going to give Illinois this last chance here. Okay, <laughs> all, all right. right. <laughs> they could have won the game against Texas San Antonio. Yeah. If they play a, a you know a a, a smarter air. Free game
1: could have won for Virginia too, right?
0: I just that was a score that got a that how you get beat that bad? Yeah, you know that's the I got a question mark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is Virginia that good? Is is Illinois that mediocre? I'm caught between, but I'm gonna take Illinois. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take those points. I'm I'm gonna take Illinois and I'm gonna take my uh, seven and a half.
1: And then. um, after that, the Illini, you know, you mentioned the last chance for them. They go to West Lafayette. Purdue looks good. Yes. Uh, we'll get to that game in a minute versus Notre Dame. Um, so, they'll probably lose that game. Um, who knows with Charlotte? I mean, th- that may be a good game in Champaign. Then mm. you got Wisconsin at Penn State. I mean, Illini is not careful. They may have finished the season with two or three wins.
0: They have to I – would, I would try to sneak a win in here if I was in Illinois. Yeah. Now, I – you know, I think any Big Ten team could theoretically beat another Big Ten team mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. once the season starts progressing. Uh, you know, what What chance did Illinois truthfully have last year against Wisconsin? But yet they somehow had more points at the end of that game. <laughs> that's, that's all still, I can say.
1: <laughs> that's still crazy to think about that. Uh, another 11 a.m. slate we just mentioned Nebraska who was 2 and 1, they bounced back, uh, beat a couple cupcakes. They go to Norman and uh this Sooners team is uh it's interesting. A lot of people think they can win and all, but then they have the games like you know when they let their guard down, you know, against Tulane next thing you know, you know that that's a one score game in the fourth quarter. Um you know, I attribute that to coaching. Um but now you got Nebraska coming in. Huge rivalry game back in the day um 50th anniversary of the 1971 game a lot of people going to be there in attendance from that team um so that atmosphere is going to be good in norman um but i just feel like listen it's college football this is a rivalry game nebraska i think is going to get up for this game i really think they're going to get up for this game um 21 and a half point favorites. Is that what do you have? I
0: had 22, but if okay. it, it could have came down that one, but yeah, well, let's let's mark it at 21 and a half that way, no push.
1: Okay. Um, you know, Nebraska's offensive struggle with Adrian Martinez, um, and then you know, going against the aerial assault of Spencer Rattler and company, but I just feel like this game's got a lot of hype. You know, you're gonna have a lot of people there from 71. These are two good programs. It's a rivalry. I think the Sooners eventually are going to win this game, but I don't think they—I don't think they cover. I love Nebraska's defensive front. They look good in the first few games. Misleading numbers, you know. They play Fordham in Buffalo, but I think they're going to get up for this game. I think the game's going to be kind of ugly, and I'm going to go under 61 and a half. And I think I'm going to take Nebraska to cover.
0: All right, I'll start with the over the 61. Okay. Okay. You
1: think Oklahoma's going to light them up?
0: Uh, anybody else say? You say that Nebraska's going to get up for the game, and yeah. Nebraska's going to get that ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so you like the Sooners to cover I, I and like, the over? I, I like the Sooners to cover. I think the Sooners, this is their first statement game. Yeah. I mean, this is, we're going to the SEC, okay? Big Ten, SEC, mm-hmm. national audience, mm-hmm. early game. Yeah. All right. We are going to show that we deserve to be in the playoff. We are going to show that we are a legitimate con- you know, candidate to be number one in the nation should yeah. Alabama stumble. Mm-hmm. We're going to be undefeated if and when that happens, and we're going to make it clear that there is nothing standing in the voters' way of making us number one. And I think Nebraska is, is going to – Pay the price. I heard Troy Aikman say he's going to be there. I've heard wow. other Oklahoma players say. Troy Aikman said, "This is going to be the first time I have been in Norman, Oklahoma since I left, and that was with a broken leg, and when he went to UCLA." So think about how long ago that was. Wow. But he is going to be there. I. I it's going to be quite the scene. The scene, and I think Oklahoma will take advantage of that. Also, let's not let let's not forget that Nebraska is, you know, come on, seriously. <laughs> Buffalo, Fordham, Fordham, and Buffalo was in the game with them. Right, right. Who lost all their coach You know, all their their coaching staff is, and four of their starters are at KU now. Yeah. Wow. You know, four at,
1: of them transferred there.
0: Yeah, four. Wow. All
1: right, so we got our picks for that one. Let's look ahead real quick because people talked about Oklahoma's schedule this year and how easy it was. I I think, you know, they host West Virginia next week. They go to Manhattan to win that. They'll play Texas and Dallas. I think they win that game easily. They go to Lawrence. I mean, (laughs) Alvin, uh, they're probably going to run the table.
0: They should. Yeah. You know, they shouldn't have lost to Kansas State last year. But they did. But now, and then, so now you go to Manhattan. Oh, my Lord. Now, that's now just revenge. So, you can't even look at that. Like, oh, man, hyped up crowd. Oklahoma coming to our house. Oklahoma's mm-hmm. like still hacked off from last year. Right. Right. So, yeah, they should. Nobody in the Big Twelve should beat Oklahoma. Nobody. You play at Oklahoma State.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's in November. Yep. And it could Bedlam. be it, it it could be snowing. It the wind could be blowing nine hundred miles an hour. Um it, it, you know, you never know. Right. But they should they should be undefeated heading into playoff time.
1: Right. That's a fun atmosphere too, by the way, in uh, Stillwater. Oh, those two
0: absolutely fantastic! Eskimo
1: Joe's, you ever been
0: there? <laughs> absolutely, man. <laughs> Keep in mind, like I say, work for the, I've been to every. I've been to every Big Eight town, because remember it's Big Eight. Then uh, I've been to every one twice. Nice, and I'm glad that I got to, got to see those places. Mm-hmm. And Eskimo Joe's is still open, by the way,
1: and popping. Oh yeah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we were talking about this one, another
1: yeah. 11 a.m. slate before we jumped on here. Number eight Cincinnati, um, they smoked Murray State, beat Miami of Ohio, big time. They go to Bloomington, and we were talking. That's just a couple da- hours down the road. Cincinnati's going to be bringing a lot of fans to this one. First meeting since 2000 for these two teams. Um, you know, my big lock of the week was Indiana going to Iowa City, uh, week one, and and Michael Penix didn't look good. That that ACL injury is really bothering him. Still, I think. Um, and then on the other side, Cincy quarterback, Sauce Gardner, um, you know, he's really good. Um, and I just think th- this, this was the toughest, the toughest game to call, I think, this week. Um, I do like the under in this one. I think it's going to be under 50 and a half. Um, you know, these are two teams that aren't big into the limelight, and this is a big game. And I think there's going to be some jitters there. And since he comes in favored by three and a half to Bloomington, um, but since he, you know, since he quarterback Desmond Ritter and running back Jerome Ford, you know, four touchdowns on the year, I like them. I think that since he will cover the three and a half, but I think it's going to be a sloppy affair. And I think it's going to be under 50 and a half. What do you like?
0: I'm under the 50 and a half. Boy, mm-hmm. I am really torn on this one, Marty. This, this, this one's tough. Yep. Okay. But we're here to give it, you know, like it, for entertainment purposes only advice. Mm -hmm. And I think Indiana steps up and plays that game Why we thought that they were at least a a top 15, if not a top 10 team, coming into the season. Mm -hmm. I think Indiana gets out of there, if not with a win, then less than our uh, three and a half that we are talking about. Now, this is the week that Cincinnati can now show the world that we are moving. From the AAC to the Big 12. Good coach and Luke Fickle. And we are ranked number eight in the country. And we are a legitimate football program that can go on the road and beat, right now, a legitimate Big Ten program. Yeah. That frightens me with my pick. Mm -hmm. But I am going to go with the Hoosiers. I think the Hoosiers take that three and a half. I think they cover.
1: And it's going to be interesting for Cincinnati. Um which, by the, by the way, don't look now, but uh, they got a bye week next week. If they can somehow win this game, they go to South Bend on October 2nd. Okay. So, we talk every year about the team that goes undefeated, that's a mid-major, quote-unquote, are they good enough to be in the Final Four? Well, Cincinnati has their opportunities to be in the Final Four this year. Oh,
0: absolutely. They win their next two games, all right? Now, They're top five the one, the one thing you've done is, okay, we beat a team that beat Ohio State last year. Indiana, and then maybe if Indiana was in the upper echelon of the Big Ten. Okay, that's your calling card. You beat Notre Dame, all right, then all the hype that has gone with Notre Dame's being undefeated these last, you know, few years, which takes them to the playoff. Yeah. All right, and as much as I do not think they have been deserving and as many points as they've been beaten by, you know, once they have gotten to the playoff, you can't erase that that history, that legacy would help Cincinnati if they were to go in there and beat them, especially, you know, if they beat them, you know, under touchdown, Jesus. Then all of a sudden, Cincinnati, they run the string. They're in. They get their shot this year yeah. if they don't lose.
1: I don't. It's week three. I don't care what happens with Indiana and Notre Dame the rest of the year. If Cincinnati wins those two games and they run the table, there's no debate.
0: There's no debate. You can't keep them out. No. For one, they would probably be only one of four undefeated teams.
1: Well, the way – yeah, it could be that way.
0: Because you figure, like, SEC, one team's got to play another. If you have two undefeated teams, you know, if Georgia plays Alabama, and I don't think they play each other in regular season. so listen, they, they do not. Right, So, they play each other in the uh, championship game. Somebody's going to have a loss.
1: Speaking of their name, they should be 1-1. One one. Oh, that – <laughs> Oh, that?
0: Okay. I mean, that
1: mm. was some touchdown Jesus lucky stuff. I mean, the fact yeah. that they came back and won that game was pretty unbelievable.
0: Well, you're just – one third down, yeah. you know, like completion from that drive being over, and you know, you're going for it fourth down deep in your own territory, or mm-hmm. or it just Toledo was one play away, yeah, from winning that game. And that one play, how many times did that one play come, right? You know, like in that fourth quarter, mm hmm, yeah, the
1: new. Notre Dame defensive coordinator. It, it, things are not working out well the first
0: couple <laughs> weeks there. Now maybe Toledo's a little bit better than I thought they were. Uh, maybe, but, but okay, no. That's I, on the coaching. Too, yeah, and, I would be. Know, cons- I would be concerned with that.
1: You're looking ahead to Purdue. But uh, if, if
0: guys, if they, if if any team can run the ball, they seem they can have success against Notre Dame. Yeah, they it, were moving the ball easily. Right
1: against the Irish. Chunks.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, all right. I was looking at this one hard, too. Um, God, I always want to take the team that's getting a lot of points versus Alabama. I did it with the Hurricanes. Uh, speaking of a hype environment, um supposed to be rocking in Gainesville this weekend. Dan Mullen, 0-10 versus Nick Saban. 0-10. Um Will Anderson, uh, he's likely to play knee injury. They got a loaded defense. Florida quarterback situation. They're going to rotate him. They don't know what they're getting with Emory Jones. He's a good runner. Anthony Richardson's a good passer. They're going to be rotating um, quarterbacks. Uh, the Gators' defense is suspect, and Alabama goes on the road, and they're favored by 14-and-a-half. So everything you look at here would, would, choose, would point in the direction of an absolute blowout in favor of Alabama.
0: You think that's going to happen? I think Alabama covers 14. Okay. I mean, that could be, you know, that could be 35 20. Okay. So you
1: like the under 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 60.
0: I said it could be. <laughs> I I I I still I will I will I'll take over 60.
1: Over 60. All over
0: right. 60. I think Alabama has nothing to prove, but you know, you play Mercer and afterwards, you know, Nick Saban typical coach speak, mm-hmm. I'm concerned about our effort, you know, our desire. Questions like that. Every year
1: he, he – Right. Yeah.
0: But I think what he's saying is, you all, we we get – what I see when we get these teams down is I don't want to see that when we get these teams down in the SEC yeah. because they ain't quitting and they're not going to wilt. Mm-hmm. You know, they got guys too. They're not as good as we are, but like a Florida, you know, we're winning 24-6. to six. And we think we're on our way to winning, you know, 48 to 12. Right. But what I'm seeing worries me that you will let a Florida back in the game. Mm-hmm. But I think they cover. I think they cover the 14 and a half. I think it's one of theirs, an early season statement game. Because mm-hmm. the last thing on earth you want to do is go in there and lose to Florida. I mean, you know, that now that derails your national championship plan. Probably. You know, that, I mean, you could still get there. The yeah. math certainly still works for Alabama should they drop this game.
1: Right, because Florida's 11th.
0: Yeah. And it's but, Florida. But with that being said, you know, we there, eight eight teams aren't in yet, Marty. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't wait for that to happen. But, Me either. Right, but eight teams aren't in yet. So, now we're talking about four spots, and I don't think you necessarily, you know, just because you're in the SEC and you got one loss, that means you're going to go. Mm-hmm. Florida wins, then who's Florida would lose another game between now and then? Oh yeah, right. At They'll least. have one loss, but if they beat you, yeah. You know what's the hierarchy? Mm-hmm. Who gets into the championship game? Right. Alabama covers.
1: All right, I think inj- injuries in this game on both both sides, mainly Alabama, could make it interesting. I'm going to say under fifty nine and a half, and. Um, what am I, oh man! I th- this was one I was on the fence about. Um, I'm going to say under 59 and a half, and I'm going to say the Gators cover. Uh, that's a bit of a hail mary there, but I think it could be a, a, a knockout drag drag affair, and I mm-hmm. think the injuries could make it interesting. So I'm going to take under 59 and a half Gators plus 14 and a half, and then we move on to the game of the weekend, a whiteout in Happy Valley, number 22 Auburn. I can't wait for this one at Penn State, number 10 um, Auburn. Beat Alabama State and Akron. Haven't seen anything from them yet. Coming out, Bo Nix got all the hype, but, you know, we haven't seen it out of him yet. Auburn fans are hoping that this is the weekend that he busts out um, and lives up to that heralded hype that he had. Um, it's going to be a great game. They're getting six and a half points in Happy Valley. It's going to be another great atmosphere. The unders 52 and a half. Um, Penn State's defense, really good. They they got that win at Madison. Um, Penn State's E already has four interceptions on the season. Um, but I really like Auburn's pass rushers in this game with Moultrie and Marquise Banks. I think they get the heat on Clifford. Let's be honest, I'm not confident in either of these quarterbacks uh, in this contest. Uh, I don't trust Clifford. Um, and I do think, you know, the atmosphere is going to be pr- pretty crazy. I think they weather the storm. And I'm pretty confident, you know, Actually, before it, who you who you taking in this
0: one? Okay, I'm gonna take the under fifty two and a half. Okay, okay, but I'll tell you what, th- this line moved, in, I think three days from five to six and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm
0: taking Auburn plus, six and nine. I'm taking Auburn to six and a half. I I you you were reading my mind. I was if I'm if I'm if I'm on the line at five, regardless of injury, regardless of uh, Franklin's name. Uh-huh. Getting jostled out there with this USC opening. Could have an impact a little bit. A little bit of an impact. But that line moved from 5 to 6.5. I think that works in Auburn's favor.
1: I agree. And I think uh, I'm going to go with the under in this one as well. Under 52 and a half. Um, that is the night game. Can't wait for that one. 6.30. Whiteouts. outs. Um, very special environment. One of the top three or four in college football. So that will be a good one. Uh, but in the end, I actually think Auburn could win outright too.
0: Oh No, No, Auburn could win the football game. Yeah. That's another thing that at five, you know, I definitely thought, like, well, I mean, all you got to do is score a touchdown late. You win that game. Mm-hmm. You're covering, and then you score a touchdown. I think that the team with the best chance of scoring a defensive touchdown would be Auburn. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, Pitt State played a really, really clean, just a fantastic game yeah. against Wisconsin. Can they do the same against a, a good opponent like mm-hmm. Auburn? But they're at home.
1: Yeah, I don't think they can. And if you're looking to make some money, I mean, you got a lot of plays here. And if you take Auburn to win outright, you're almost tripling your money. So that could be the play there. But you and I both like Auburn plus six and a half. Okay, we were talking about Stillwater. The Pokes two and O. They go to Boise on the blue turf, a rare Big Twelve visit to Boise. Um, let's see here. What do you got on the point spread on this one? Did you have five? I don't,
0: I don't have a point uh I got uh, but this is a couple of days ago I got three three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, mm-hmm. so
1: that's jumped too, because last night I checked mm-hmm. and um you know, Boise's getting five at home. I think I read that right. Let me double check on that real quick. I thought I think they're giving five to Oklahoma State. Okay, it, Boise's favored by five. Yes, yeah. Boise's favored by five. Um, you know, Oklahoma State thus far, they've struggled against Missouri State and Tulsa.
0: I know. That's that's <laughs> the thing about this game. It looks very intriguing. We've got Boise State, um, I guess, announced today. They're going to head to the AAC with about six other teams mm-hmm. to bolster that conference. <clears throat> Which is good. Their history with Oklahoma and that, that what, Fiesta Bowl win. Um,
1: <clears throat> I think they cover. I think they cover as well. I think they mm-hmm. cover the five and... I think it's going to be under fifty-seven and a half in this game. I mean, the Pokes struggle against Missouri State and Tulsa. I don't think they're going to put up many points here, and I think Boise shuts down uh, quarterback Spencer Sanders. You and I both like Boise minus five, and I'm going to take the under at fifty-seven and a half. You have a read on the
0: over/under? I'm going I'm to take the over. Okay. I, I I just think that I think Boise State wins. I do, you know, I do remember that Oklahoma State is a Big Twelve team, and even though they've struggled, I think they score some points, but I don't think they I. I Boise State, the big blue field, and it's going to be loud and raucous. So I think Boise State scores a lot of points. I think Oklahoma State tries to stays with them, yeah, but does not win the football game. Does not come within five. But I do think they'll be it. It will be over fifty-seven points. I think. I think anybody at that game will be entertained. I think they'll come away saying like that was a that was a entertaining college football game.
1: You ever been to a game there?
0: No, I have not. Neither have I. Not, but I'll tell you, um, Rob Rain's son, um, BJ, BJ, yeah, has uh, been covering them for for years. Okay. And so, I'm just you know speaking with him and whatnot. He said like, man, it's a great atmosphere. I bet tremendous atmosphere.
1: I bet they love their football there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get a chance to look who who your boys got this weekend.
0: Uh, we are home to Baylor. Uh, we were giving 14, uh, or I mean, getting 14 mm. midweek. I don't know. We'll see.
1: What's Baylor done thus far? Do you know off the top? Of your I head?
0: do. I don't know off the top of my head, but the fact that it's 14 and not. 22, 28. I mean, Baylor... That says something. That says something. Baylor is is, is less of a favorite than uh, Coastal Carolina was. Hey, Kansas, what was the final that Coastal Carolina We lost again? by 27, right on the dot. But... Okay. But... That game was close in the second and third. We were within six points halfway through the third quarter. If, uh, you know, one of our running backs catches a swing pass on, like, fourth and two, and there's nothing but green in front of him for about 10 yards, he wouldn't have gone for a touchdown, but you get a first down, and then... Another two or three minutes come off the clock. Yeah, and if even if you kick a field goal to come within three. Yeah, or even if you score a touchdown, at, at the time I guess we were down. We might have been down thirteen. Uh huh. If you get within ten, or let's say you score a touchdown and you get within six, now we are in the fourth quarter.
1: Baylor's predicted a finish mm. near last in the Big that, Twelve. This is
0: one of the games that you may like Kansas. KU actually, you know, looks like. Not on paper that they could win, but this is what what what, what Lance Lighthold has done, and what we've seen in just two games It's is respectable. Like, it's respectable, and this is if you if you make this respectable, you know it. It's once again proof that something is going on positive.
1: Yeah, and it, and it, and I've watched their first two games. It seems like he has them ready for yes. each game, very prepared. Uh, as we said, it's been respectable uh, performances thus far, and you said it's 14 points. Um, now, I wonder, you know, you went to that first game and the crowd there was good. I wonder if they'll continue.
0: Yeah. They are, the, the hype, the talk is another good crowd. Okay. Because What time is
1: that game? Do you know?
0: Um, I think we're like 2 o'clock on the afternoon. I think okay. we're mid-afternoon. All right. So but we get here, some drinks in, we get out there? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. KU fans saw the same game that I did. Mm-hmm. and they saw the number 17 team in the country end up winning by 27, mm-hmm. all right? But we saw a game in which I'm sitting there. It was it was another Friday night game. Mm-hmm. And, a, a, you know, a week ago tonight, I'm sitting there on my sofa, and I'm not, like, openly cheering or anything, but I'm literally just sitting there on my sofa. And I said, like, KU's got the ball, and is driving, mm-hmm. and KU is – you know, the drive before that one was only down six. Um, okay, he was winning the game after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. This is the number 17 team in the country at home, jam-packed, yeah. Yeah. okay? And they play with all kind of bravado and swagger. And all the kids, the coach got um, mullets. Yeah. And they are just thinking that down I there in Myrtle that. Beach, yep. they're the you-know-what. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, we're giving them a scrap. Yeah. So, yes, I think people will be out in full force. Um I like KU's quarterback by the way. Oh, being oh this kid, he can run. He's only a sophomore, right? Yeah, he's he's a, he's a, I think he had a redshirt year or something so he, uh, you know and and I guess you got he falls under they got the extra year. I'm telling you. He brings enough to the plate. Yeah. That all they got to do is get all they got to do is get Eternal. All they got to do is get some momentum going their way. Right. I mean, I would take I would take Baylor to cover. Only because I don't know where we're at as far as playing another Big 12 team. Right. But I think, I think you know,
1: the thing that I've taken away thus far, and it is early, With is it Leipold? Is that how you mm-hmm. pronounce it?
0: How old is he? Is he in his 40s? He's in his 40s, late 40s. He might be in, even in his early 50s. Okay. Because he had many years at the first whatever that – division two school yeah. was it turned around and then bu- uh Buffalo right and he's here uh, you know I met him two weeks ago he we had brunch because the game was Friday night and then yeah. he, he he came you know only was there for about 10 minutes spoke and whatnot I met him but you can just tell that like all right I've been there done that
1: yeah something in the water going on in Lawrence right now yeah, Especially yeah like, right. respect performances but, but, keep up
0: yeah but but this is a guy that has had to you know like rebuild two programs mm-hmm. and he did it at I can't never remember what school it was before. Then he took most of that coaching staff with him to um, Buffalo. Right. And they did it there. And now he's brought that staff, for the most part, to KU. Yep. So it's like everybody involved knows how to do it.
1: Prior head coaching experience. He was 109 and 6
0: at Dill. All right. And then – No, D – Prior head coaching experience – At – something, was it?
1: D, D3 D school, I don't... It Whitewater? It um, uh, oh, yeah, Wisconsin-Whitewater. That's it, okay. And
0: Buffalo from 15 to 20. Yeah. So he has taken progress, and we're non-existent. And Buffalo was existent. Then they fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. And then he built it back up. Made him a bowl team. Yeah. So I think they know what they're doing. I think they recognize this is where we're god-awful. Mm-hmm. How do we plug this hole to the point that, you know... We're not winning the battle on the line of scrimmage at this point, but how do we make this reasonable? And yeah. it helped that they they recruited this kid that's playing quarterback. Right now he's got he took he he took some shots, you know, Lots last week. And said mm-hmm. like, look, man, you offensive line, we got to do a little bit better job. And dude, you got to get rid of the ball. You I know it's late in the game and you're trying to make plays and whatnot, but we want you to play 12 games right. for for this. Team to continually improve. You got last twelve games, mm-hmm. so 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 far so good. I would I would still get. I would I would take Baylor and give the fourteen.
1: It'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know what happens this week because uh, next weekend they Jayhawks have a winnable game at Duke.
0: Well, that's the one that everybody's kind of looking at, and that's the one. I'm kind of looking at because I got that slip in my pocket that says they're gonna win two games, <laughs> which is very doable now. Very doable. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's the one where I'll be looking at next week. Said like, okay, come on, fellas, come on, come on. That way I can coast the rest of the season on that. one. Yeah, yeah I'm playing with house
1: money. At that yeah, moment. I got
0: house money. I got I got my Alabama all over Miami. You know, earlier, and I, if I can get that second win, that means I'm I'm probably. I'm probably going to do all right the rest of, rest of the season. All right, what about you, Notre Dame, boys? Oh, man. I'll tell you what.
1: They're only – it's seven and a half. Um, I like Purdue. I I, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, I think Purdue comes in there and wins outright. After last weekend, what I have saw, that D coordinator at Notre Dame, it is not good. Um, the offense, you know, Williams looked good, but Cone I just do not trust. I think uh, Purdue – I didn't check the over-under, but I think Purdue covers that seven-and-a-half, and I think I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be an ugly affair. I'm not going to say Purdue's going to win outright, but I am going to take Purdue plus seven-and-a-half.
0: I would probably take Purdue plus a seven-and-a-half, unless a different Notre Dame team runs out there that that then played uh, uh, Toledo. Toledo. i was going to say Tulane. Oh, my God, if Tulane almost beat them, Tulane. they really are in trouble. <laughs> no, in Toledo State. How about that Florida State last week? Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Now that was absolutely incredible way to lose a football game. <laughs> but with that being said, Notre Dame, you 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 barely beat a team that got beat by Jacksonville State, yes. and Jacksonville State is not supposed to finish over 500 this year. Yeah. I I I don't care if it was a miracle touchdown at the end of the game. I that was
1: insane.
0: That was that was insane, right? And you go look at Florida State and say, like, man, Florida State's got some guys out there running around on a defense that look like they should be playing like D two ball or something like that. And that, I mean,
1: wh- why wasn't the secondary like back? I mean, I, let I, them catch the pass. Let them catch the
0: Cowboys. pass. And then once they caught it, guys are they, instead of making the tackle, guys are getting blocked ten yards like down the field. Like, did they think that there was like three minutes left in the game I know. or something like? They didn't realize this was the last play of the game. Coaching. I know, and you could say – like, and the coach could say all he wants to do. This is unacceptable. Dude, the fact that Jacksonville State was within five points of you. Yeah, Mike is, Norville may not be the man he, in Tallahassee. He may not be the man. <laughs> well, either that or they really fell off the face of the earth to the point that – and I think this is a problem. They must have had a window in there where they were recruiting guys that were not as good as they, as they thought they were. Right. Because that last play, literally – if you go back and look at it's it. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Jacksonville look bigger, faster, stronger. It's unreal. It was unreal. Unreal. So all right. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Purdue. Purdue. Plus and, seven and a half. All right. I'm
1: taking the under as well.
0: Plus seven. Uh, what is it? What's I don't, on that I don't
1: know what the under is, but I think it's gonna be a nasty affair. Let me look real quick. All right. Notre Dame, Purdue over under is fifty eight. I'm taking the under all day.
0: I would take the under on that one too. All right.
1: Um, All right, so so we got a lot of games. All right, um, you know our record uh, could be very good after this week, or very poor. Right now, I'm ten and nine. Uh, you're hovering towards the five hundred mark as well. Yep. Um, hey, before we sign off though, uh, since last time we talked, how about your St. Louis Cardinals?
0: You know, I I. <laughs> it's like in 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 late July. I was looking, and I was thinking, like, man, you know, if I dropped $100 on the Cardinals to win the World Series, it would be stupid. But I think the Cardinals could still get in the playoffs. I never dismissed that thought. Now, as the season progressed, my biggest concern was how many teams that the Cardinals had to, um, you know, pass. And uh, a buddy of mine who followed baseball pretty closely uh, named uh, Mike Jahar, I told him, I said, like, I, I, how many times are the Cardinals going to win where the three teams that they are battling for the second wild card spot, all three of them are gonna lose. And it's happened like four or five times in the mm-hmm. last two weeks. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's what allowed the Cardinals to get back in it. Now, the Cardinals had to win games and they have done that. But it just it was like it's just it's crazy to think how many times the Cardinals were the only team to win on on said night. Cincinnati should look at firing their manager if they don't make the playoffs. I don't care what they did the first three fourths of the of the season. This is ridiculous. So the, right, <laughs> this is just.
1: So last time we talked, which was a week ago, I think the Cardinals have been in like a 6-1 and tear. Yes. And they've went from, you know, two, three games out to a half a game up now as you welcome in Mm. the Padres for a huge three-game set. And then you go to Milwaukee for four. So what do you think happens this seven-game stretch until you and I meet next time? Seven games against San Diego and Milwaukee. I think the Cards go four and three.
0: I think the Cardinals... Boy, they really, really, really want to sweep San Diego. Oh, that'd be huge. I think even if, taking two though. Yeah, but I'm thinking if if I'm San Diego's manager, I maybe I don't you know verbalize this, but I would tell them, guys, we got to win one of these games. Mm-hmm. If they pick up a game on us and we leave St. Louis one and a half games out, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, because we still what we have in front of us is if we play like six, six, seven. If we win two or three the rest of the way. I think that gets it done. Mm-hmm. No shot at the Cardinals. But I think the Cardinals and Milwaukee, all right, two things. Milwaukee will be close to, to, to clinching, mm-hmm. okay? And two, if we ask the Milwaukee Brewers, do you want the Cardinals even in the playoffs? They would tell you to a man, nope. nope." If we could keep the Cardinals out of that wild card game, then let's keep the Cardinals out of that wild card mm-hmm. game. Okay. Yep. Now we wouldn't face them until the National League Championship Series, but this is the 10-year anniversary of 2011 season <laughs> and that's exactly how it played out. Cardinals win the wild card game. I think Cardinals beat San Diego that year best three out of five or whatever it was. And here's Milwaukee. And they beat Milwaukee in what? 5-6 games. So, I don't they don't want any part of the Cardinals. Right. So I think they bring like, "Hey, let's keep the Cardinals the hell out of playoffs." Right. I agree. So they, they will play those four games very
1: seriously. Hey, one more thing before we mm-hmm. sign off. your are Cowboys, uh, and a lot of people are saying, you know, they could have, they should have won that game, and they, I think, will run away with the NFC East this year. They are good. I, here's the problem.
0: C.D. Lamb. But, but, yeah. Cooper. But Dem- De- DeMarcus Lawrence gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Leo Collins suspended five games. The other, Randy Gregory, COVID. We can't catch a break. But, yeah, look at last night. I'm thinking, like, man, if D-Law doesn't get hurt, and I'm a Cowboys fan, so all right, yeah. But I said, D-Law doesn't get hurt, okay? We're going to San Diego, all right? If Randy Gregory plays, D-Law plays, the place is going to be Cowboys West. That place is going to be like a home game for the Cowboys, all right? And you're looking at the Giants and the Redskins last night. And the Redskins, sorry, watched the football team and the Giants. And you're, I'm kind of thinking, like, you know, they can't stop each other. Right. So if we could play a lick of defense, our offense could take advantage of that. But now you don't you you're not going to have your best technically defensive lineman until November. Mm-hmm. It's just boy, they just catch it bad luck. Can't
1: catch a break. All run right, my huh, man.
0: Run the football. Get, run, e- run, run, run. Right, Ezekiel Elliott, 30, 30 touches this week. Wow. Grind it out on him.
1: So he'd be good to pick up in fantasy, huh?
0: I I think this week, yes. And if he, if he ain't about nothing, the Cowboys should trade him to Baltimore and you should get him the hell off of your <laughs> fantasy team. <laughs>
1: all right, man, I'm excited to watch these games Saturday. you going to be able to watch a bunch of them or you got a busy weekend? I got Green
0: Tree Festival in Kirkwood, man, so I'll be following on the phone a lot of them. I
1: got you. All, all right? right. I appreciate you, man. All right, man. All right, guys, good luck this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Marty Jenkins and Alvin Reed with the College Football Connection. And uh, you all have a good weekend.
0: Listening to the College Football Connection Podcast with Marty Jenkins and Alvin Reed on 101 ESPN Sports Talk for St. Louis. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the
1: right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors,
0: we're gonna pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season.
1: You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga try peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepeloton.com home-trial peloton motivation that moves you at the home depot we have black friday savings all through november and with that comes a joyful holiday bustle that we just love to hear although we also love the sound that comes after the holidays when people put their new tools to use. In fact, we love it so much, when you buy select Milwaukee M18 kits, you'll get an extra tool for free. So after you're done filling the air
0: with holiday magic, you can fill it with the sounds of doing. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.